0: Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie and I'm Lily, and this is Little Home Organized, the podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organized, and reclaim time for the things you love. Look, I have to put out there you know, I try to be a little bit woke, but I'm still woke. Oh, Bonnie, what is that? (laughs) my husband was so sad when she retired because yes. he's like, no more undus at Christmas. Yes. Hey, Whoever it is. Everyone celebrates Christmas. Oh, <laughs> actually, that's not true. No, that's so not true. Like that was such a
1: generalization. <laughs> Hello and welcome. This week we're talking about getting ready for Christmas. We'll chat about what Christmas tasks to prioritize, how to work together as a team and how to start a conversation about intentional gift-giving
0: with your loved ones. And this episode is Santa Friendly. What an exciting time of the year. And I know that it can get super commercialised, but some of the sweetest and most simple joys about Christmas are what make me love it so much. So I'm very excited for today's episode.
1: I don't know if I love Christmas so much because of the fact that it's Christmas, Or the fact that it's also my birthday in December. (laughs) More important things. (laughs) Well, it's like a birthday month.
0: Oh, gosh, I was going to say you don't do a birthday month, do you? How (laughs) narcissistic have we got a society? (laughs) Well, it's not like
1: I feel like it's all about me, but everybody's just so happy around Christmas time. And so it feels like a perpetual birthday because everybody's joyful and I like it.
0: Oh, I can understand that. I feel like the thing about December that's so lovely is you're finally reaching the end destination of the year. Like Mm. there's you know the way we segment time and it's like oh you know this year next year and you're finally getting towards the end goal and it's like a chance for you to just kind of go oh yeah I love Christmas time especially
1: because here in Australia uh, Christmas for us is summer and so that means swimming and prawns on the barbie and oh my goodness seafood I love seafood
0: it's so interesting isn't it it's like so much different here in what we eat and how we do things compared to in the Northern Hemisphere where they're Mm. enjoying the beautiful winter and they're having everything that's hot and keeping them warm and like the hot drinks and the eggnog and the the hot – meat. And in Australia, it's so hot that the idea of eating anything hot, like your body is like, especially in Queensland, everything, part of you is stuck together and you just want to have cold things and eat and swim. And then like, you know, you lie on your couch in the afternoon and have a nap so that you can eat again later. What a day of gluttony. (laughs) Yes,
1: it is um, an awesome day. It's a great day to have a nap. And I still remember as a teenager, just everybody completely gorging themselves and then everybody goes and has a nap for an hour or so and it's just like It's like my ultimate day,
0: good food. (laughs) And a big sleep. And a big sleep, like, oh, especially now that I'm a mother. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true, isn't it? And I also find it interesting when I think back to Christmases and like the joy that they give you as a child and you get older and it just changes. Mm. But then now that this is going to be my first Christmas with my my son, I am so excited and I've been buying things months in advance but also still trying to keep it quality, intentional, small, because he's, you know, he's going to be one. He's not even going to know. He's going to find the wrapping paper and cardboard box far more exciting. The presents technically are for me. But, (laughs) you know, like it's like it really, really sparks the joy. And I think getting back to the simple things, what Christmas can be and the way it can bring people together is super important. And if we're really not very organised or we have a lot of expectations put on us from our like family, it can become a really stressful time of year. And I think that's why we felt this episode would be a good thing to do.
1: Yeah, because I wanted to use this episode as a reminder, a sign for people. If you haven't started planning your gifts, planning your menu, planning what you're doing, delegating, you know, working together as a family, like it's time to start doing that now because... You do not want to get to December 23rd and have to go to one of those shopping centers that's open for 24 hours and do a big mad rush of all your presents and all your food because you just don't need that stress. Like Christmas should be a relaxing time. And I find that when we're more prepared in advance, we have more opportunity to actually connect with people rather than just survive
0: Christmas yeah. really flying by the seat of your pants to try and get everything done, trying to get the, the photos in the shopping centre, trying to get all the <laughs> presents, <laughs> oh, yeah. making sure that, you know, you've got the, the ham or whatever, the turkey organised – I definitely see the side of it where people don't want to think about Christmas months in advance because in the shops since August or September, depending on where you live, there's already Christmas stuff everywhere and so everyone's like, oh, I don't even want to think about it yet. That's ridiculous. Why are you telling me to like start thinking about it now? And it's like, well, if you have a game plan in place ahead of time, you can make the lead up to Christmas a lot less stressful. It's
1: about – breaking it down into those bite-sized chunks. And I think that that's what I really like about Christmas preparation starting early is that you just do little bits here and there. And so it means that as Christmas gets closer, you don't have to do this big intensive shop and planning and all that sort of stuff all in one go and it's a bit like when we say sometimes that one minute rule you know if it takes you less than a minute just do it now Mm -hmm. because otherwise those minutes build up and then you have to do them all in one go and it's it's much more draining.
0: We actually along those lines of like you know trying to make a plan ahead of time I don't even know how it came about but like a couple of months ago we actually casually in conversation with the family said, oh, are we going to do Secret Santa gifts this year or are we going to do, you know, a gift for everybody? And that question, I think maybe it stemmed from me because I have been away for a couple of years and I was like, okay, we're back, like we're we're officially back, what's – what is the system? <laughs> okay.
1: Tell us how it works. So I might be having a bit of a brain fart right now, but, um, what did we decide on that? Because,
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't with your, it wasn't with you fam- my oh, family. It was, your side, it was, your was husband's- my husband's side of the family. Oh good.
1: Cause I was thinking, You're thinking
0: I do not remember that conversation.
1: <laughs> and that's happened a few times in the last few weeks. And I just don't know if it's cause my brain's on overload or
0: whether I'm starting to go senile at 33. Your brain can't be on overload, Bonnie. You're so organized and zen, right? <laughs> I'm so. I'm <laughs> Aren't so you zen. I'm the image of perfection.
1: <laughs> yes, everybody should follow me. No, no, you really should. No, shouldn't.
0: guys, even professional
1: organizers are human. I'm totally human and totally failing at a lot of things Aww, from time to time. You
0: are not failing. You are just setting really <laughs> high expectations of yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: That is actually a really. Um, a really dangerous thing to do and I'm working
0: on that. Good on you. I'll just add it to my list. So proud of you, Bonnie. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Secret Santa. So yes, we decided to do it and we did it last year as like, I think it was like a trial run and I was like, is this what's happening going forward? And we really loved the idea of it because instead of just being like, oh, what does this person want? What does this person want? It was like, okay, for adults, we're going to do a Secret Santa draw. We're going to put a little bit more money than we would have normally spent on their one present in, but obviously spend less money on all the adults Mm. so that we can buy something that is really nice that they're really going to like and we're just going to focus on that one person instead of all the other people but still buy a present for each child. Mm. And it worked really, really well. Everybody's gifts were really intentional. It wasn't, you know, cheap Or poor quality, or joke presents, joke presents, or even just like things that you know when you when you know someone but they're hard to buy for, and so you kind of just buy them something, Mm. and you think they'll like it. And I like that I've bought it, but I don't love it, and I don't know that they'll love it. And
1: you know, and then you second guess yourself, and it just becomes this whole thing, and you kind of think, I wish I just didn't have to buy a present in the first place. And it takes that whole joy out of gift giving, and especially if you're a person who loves giving gifts, Mm. that's not a great feeling, is it?
0: No. you know, especially if it's your love language, oh, yes. we should totally do an episode on love languages. Yes, we
1: definitely oh, should. For
0: anyone who hasn't checked out, there's this great book and it's called The Five Love Languages. And it's a great way to identify the love you like to receive from others and the love you like to give to others. Is it Gary Chapman? Mm. Oh, good on you, Gary. Great book. Yes. So <laughs> he is probably not a Gaza. Not a Gaza. <laughs> is he American? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, what? I've never heard that. <laughs> if you're an Australia mate, you would have. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say like, if you're going into Christmas this year and you haven't made a plan yet about how you're going to do presents, consider doing a secret Santa. Mm. It truly is a way to be intentional with the gift giving and, you know, make it more affordable as well. And saves you so much time and
1: just effort. We don't need so much stuff. Trying to think about, oh, what does that person want? And the other thing that I would say upon that gift giving idea is don't be ashamed to ask your family, okay, what are two or three things that you would be happy to receive for Christmas this year? Because then you still get an idea of what they might like or need. They still get the surprise of not knowing exactly what it is that you've bought.
0: Yeah. And ultimately if you ask and they're like, I don't want to know, just surprise me. Then you're like, okay, sweet. But if they're really particular and they're like, cool. And they unroll their scroll that runs along the floor and down the hallway. And they say, pick one of these 101 things. Then at least you're like, okay, I've got a ballpark now to know that you really want these things for Christmas and I could maybe go with that instead of the generic item that I was gonna
1: gonna Mm. get. And I'm a really practical person. So I love getting practical gifts for Christmas. So like, and I think mum's very practical too. So she's, I've probably gotten this from her, but when she was doing her bra selling, it would be like a bra every Christmas and, you know, there'd be undies for yeah. my husband. Yes, yeah,
0: my my husband was so sad when she retired because yes. he's like, no more undies at Christmas. Yes,
1: and I remember <laughs> the first year they brought out these hot pink undies and at first my husband was like, oh, my goodness, no way. And then he started wearing them and he said these are like They're the so most so soft. So comfortable. <laughs> and, yeah, he's a bit devastated that she no longer does it. But now she does the skincare regime and I get that and that is like so awesome. I just – I just love a practical gift that I'm going to use all year long.
0: Yeah. Practicality is important. I think if you're still in that mindset where you're like, oh no, I really love the surprise. I really love buying for lots of people. Have a think and try to jump into your own mentality of why that is so, why that's so important to you. Is that um, a love language that's coming from you? Is that the love language of the people you're giving it to? And just like have a, have a think about, you know, maybe whether you can approach the way you do Gifts a little bit differently this year in a way that maybe saves you a bit of money. Great You're- to receive a candle. It's mm-hmm. great to receive uh, a gorgeous throw. It's great to receive these like beautiful things that we can pamper ourselves with. But a practical gift, I think you just you can't go wrong with it. So I mm. don't want people to come away from hearing this and think, oh, you can only get a practical gift, or that's what they were saying, or blah blah blah. I think they're a great idea because. They when the Christmas vibe is gone and mm. real life happens, you know, that's there's
1: still something you're going to They're be using. still standing.
0: Yep. However, there is still a place for those um I wanna toys. say they're
1: like their toys. Fufu gifts. <laughs> What's fufu? I, I don't know. Oh my goodness. They fluffy feel-
0: gifts. I'm trying to find you know, like just those like mm. almost like a stocking filler gift.
1: Yeah, no. I know what you mean and in, and I think about like when my husband is requesting gifts or saying like this is the sort of stuff that I want, his is always toys related, like fun stuff, stuff that is hobby related or things that he likes to do, toys.
0: I, see, I feel like that's different again, right? That's not like an ornamental thing that's going to – or like a joke gift or anything, right?
1: No, but I don't, I don't know if that's what you were – trying to say. You don't even know what I was trying to say. I don't know what you are trying to say either. But but what I'm trying to say is that a fun gift versus a practical gift, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think in our family, my husband's very fun gift orientated and I'm very practical gift oriented. And so we have to kind of compromise and find a happy medium when it comes to buying gifts for
0: our kids and stuff because he's like,
1: yeah, let's buy all these toys. And I'm like, oh yeah, but they need a new Rashi and yeah, you
0: know, stuff like there that. there has to be a balance. And I think with children as well, like I remember getting to an age where I was really conscious with Christmas presents and when you're opening something from mum and dad, and you have a look in it and it's like, oh. Um, An iron. <laughs> Thank you so much. For all my uniform ironing. No, I think it's nice to have a balance of the fun things that they can play with as mm. well as the practical as well. And of course, this all comes down to budget, which of course comes back to being reasonable with your expectations for what you can afford for Christmas and when you're getting organised for Christmas, having a plan for what you're going to spend, having a budget in a play, budget is important. Oh, is so important! It is so easy to overspend. The spirit of Christmas is real, people. It is real. The jingles that you hear on in the shops when you're walking around, and when you walk into the stores, and the bright colours, and you see oh my gosh! Don't even get me started on Instagram. You like? <laughs> I feel like I really need
1: to reel you back in right now because I think otherwise you're going to be adrift forever. But
0: the problem is, Bon. People can be. It's it's so easy for us to overindulge because, like we've talked about this before, you know that dopamine release. Mm. It feels so good, mm. but a budget can be a really good tool to use to set up a reasonable expectation for what you're going to spend for Christmas, but as well as rein yourself in, Lassie. You know, there's a really interesting stat uh, that came out a couple of years ago
1: about what we actually spend on Christmas gifts. And it was the Gumtree Secondhand Economy Report, and they said that we basically spend on average $963 on gifts and $693 of those gifts that we receive are unwanted or unneeded. So that's basically two thirds of the gifts that you will give and the gifts that you will receive are not really wanted or needed. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. I wonder
0: if you and I sound like the Christmas Grinches right now being we with our probably reality check. We do. <laughs> Sorry.
1: We it, love Christmas, you guys. We do. It's just so we
0: don't like consumerism. That's the thing. I, I think it is about being mindful of it. You know, we are a part of it. This is the society that we live in. But if we can be mindful and really intentional about being aware of it, then we can make steps, take the steps, put them in place to you know, protect ourselves and our family from getting completely suckered into this. Mm, so yeah. yeah, budget guys, budget, budget. And of course that budget comes across into what you plan for your food as well because I have found that I'm like, it's Christmas, I'm gonna buy this and this and this and this and I'm gonna serve all these foods up because I just feel like suddenly- my bank account is never ending.
1: Yeah. And you want to splurge because it's like, oh, hey, it's Christmas. It's a holiday. Like, let's just go a little wild. And then all of a sudden you look back over your spending over Christmas and you think, holy dooly, how did I spend that much money on food? Which we always have way too much food after Christmas, don't we? We eat too much. But that's the best part. It's leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Mum's potato salad is to die for. So good. We have
0: ham we literally yes. eat ha- we make enough ham so that we can eat it for weeks after. yes <laughs> it's ham and potato salad
1: every meal for like oh, a week after christmas so and i good. love that i really do like You know how um, in that episode we did with Dr. Randy Frost and he talked about this madeleine cookie that he had when he was a kid with this great aunt and how the the taste of it really brought back all the memories and this potato salad is the exact same. Like if I don't have it for the next 50 years and then I have it again, it will just bring me back to our childhood Christmases because that potato salad is so It was a staple. Oh, it's such a staple and it's such a good recipe.
0: Let's take a quick break for a clutter confession. Clutter confessions. (laughs) My clutter confession is that I'm hoarding a dead gecko. Um, It's a bit creepy, but when I was a kid, I made bookmarks and I found this dead gecko squished in between my door once and I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I might put that on a bookmark. So I did and um, laminated it and it's kind of creepy. It's also creepy that I still have it in my memory box and I found it while I was moving house recently and decided to keep it to show my kids about how creative I was. <laughs> That's, that is very creative. I mean, what a way to um, upcycle at the mm. end of that gecko's tragic life as it got jammed between a door. It has now um, got a second life as a bookmark.
1: Do you know, there have been so many geckos that I have found their poor little dead bodies jammed between the door or a window frame. And I think, oh, you poor little thing. And actually, I remember years ago when I was still living at home, must have been, you know, late teens, this gecko, (laughs) this poor gecko, um, I found it on my windowsill inside and I was like oh you can be my little pet and so like I let it stay there and kind of didn't actually stop and think about actually taking care of it and feeding it food and the fact that we lived in a fully fly screened house and it needed bugs and stuff to survive it needed to get out (laughs) and a few days later I came and it was dead and I was like Oh no,
0: <laughs> I killed it without even meaning to. Oh my goodness. So now I've got to watch out for your sociopathic tendencies, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, I felt
1: so bad. Just let's not talk about the guinea pig from when I was in kindy either. Oh,
0: okay. I do not want to know that story.
1: Seriously traumatic. <laughs> he,
0: he, 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 so cool. I didn't mean it then either. <laughs> That's terrible. That's a really cool, um, really cool kind of confession. And if you've got- something weird wacky or wonderful in your house that you'd love to share with us we'd love to hear it so head to our Facebook page and send us a message as a voice message
1: okay so we're chatting about getting ready for Christmas and one thing that's really important especially now as we've got a few weeks to go um, there's still a bit of time to do some planning is make sure if you haven't already sit down and have a conversation with your spouse your partner your loved ones your family your cat yep or your several cats <laughs> or Wilson, the volleyball, hey, whoever it is. Everyone
0: celebrates Christmas. Oh, yeah. actually that's not true. No, that's so <laughs> not true. Like that was such a generalization. I'm, oh my gosh. I just alienated half our audience. I'm so sorry. We for are Lily. so sorry. We're trying to get help, but you know. Hey, look, I have to put out there, you know, I try to be a little bit woke, but I'm still woke. Oh, Bonnie. What is that? <laughs> Oh, that's a classic really um uh, you're the one that just alienated know, half know, our no, audience no. and i'm classic i'm mm-hmm. can't you tell i'm clawing back out of the yeah, hole you're like please love <laughs> me. me no 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 so the idea of being like awake and aware of like social issues yes yeah. so like which the, you clearly late, are not <laughs> the lay term is woke Well, okay, I digress for a really short second before we jump back into Christmas. Growing up where we did had such little understanding of like, for one example, the Jewish culture. Mm. And then when I went to the States, it was so heavily permeated there that it was completely so eye-opening and interesting Mm. to me. um, And that's
1: why travel is so good because you get to see how so many people live in in different parts of the world and like you realise how sheltered
0: you are. Yeah. To think that everybody celebrates Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) In your own little worldview. Oh dear. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. (laughs) Or even if you don't celebrate it at all, that's cool. We'll celebrate for you. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Just a happy time of holidays with your family and friends. (laughs) And I think I'm out of the hole. Let's continue. (laughs) Okay. So make sure you have that
1: family meeting, sit down with everybody, discuss what's going on in the coming weeks so that not only does your spouse or partner know what you are doing, but So that they know what they're doing. Because honestly, you don't want to get to like a week out from Christmas or the day before Christmas and be like, oh, hey, honey, did you order that ham or that turkey? And they're like, um, excuse me, what are you talking about? What's a ham? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that conversation. So it's really important to, yeah, be really intentional, have a family meeting, delegate some tasks. If you've got kids that are kind of upper primary school, high school, uni age, they totally have the capability of helping out, whether it's um, preparing by cleaning the house, cooking some food, doing some shopping. If they're older, like get your family involved. This is a family affair and it's like the team relay oh, for the Olympics. Absolutely.
0: The weight does not have to fall on one person's shoulders and I think culturally in some cases it does a little bit you and I are a different generation to our parents generation mm. and the generations before that like everybody has been cultured a little bit in a different way so you're so cultured uh, I mean so work right um <laughs> <laughs> so grammatically incorrect so cross I know I, of course that's what you would be frustrated about I'm frustrated <laughs> that I said something so daft but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about that tonight and now I'm forgetting my point anyway <laughs> So help me out of here, Bonnie. No, no, no. I'm just watching with Drowning. great enjoyment. <laughs> I cannot remember my point. And it was going to be, guys, it was going to be gold. And it wasn't to do with the word. Oh, it's not sequencing. What is it? Symmetrical. Symmetrical. Everybody is yelling at you right now. Symmetrical. They're like, hurry up, Lily, get to the point. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. So, like, so say your mum is classically the one who manages the whole shebang mm. or it's your dad who classically manages the whole shebang. Just because that's the way it's always been doesn't mean it's the way it always has to be That's with most things in life. Yep. And so having a conversation with your family about delegating responsibilities, like I remember, obviously if you have kids who've grown up at home, they're used to the adults running the show, but as they become young adults, it's important to still be teaching our children. And so helping our children understand, hey, you're a young adult now, maybe you still live at home or maybe you live out of home, but you are a contributor to this household. And I know that you're used to me running the show, but it would be great if you could step up and take on board some responsibilities as well because Christmas is for everybody. There shouldn't be one person running themselves into the ground.
1: When I think back, I think that's the one thing that has really pivoted in our family Christmases over the last kind of 10 years is that as soon as we as kids started contributing, it just made the day so much less stressful for our mum because she is someone who, like us, has really high standards and she puts on an amazing, spread but she'll work herself into the ground to do so yeah and so it's been really nice to be part of the contributing rather than just the taking on the day yes and you know what i have also been super impressed by our younger brother and his ability to cook oh, like never named him should we name him today? no we shouldn't name him no? he, he is single though. So if you are single and in your late 20s. Training- <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill you. <laughs> he, well, he'll have to listen to this episode first. So we'll know if he oh, did. Yes. <laughs>
0: if we never <laughs> hear anything, we'll know he's not listening. <laughs> but seriously, DM us. We'll, no, we'll hook you stop. up. <laughs> he is amazing. But he yes. is so wonderful. Like he makes such a huge contribution as, mm. as the youngest even. Yeah. Which shouldn't matter. But sometimes you do find it does. They, t- You know, sometimes I feel like they take a while to catch up. But yeah, make, him oh, makes a wonderful contribution to Christmas. Everyone can help. So delegating, it's like, it's definitely a big part of um, making Christmas more enjoyable.
1: And you know what I get my kids to do? And they're only little, they're only five, four and two. I get them to help with the wrapping. And during the year, when they bring home paintings... I will actually store them up in our wrapping box and then I will use them at Christmas time.
0: That is another cool way to keep your children's artworks. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I think that was episode six, children's artwork. That's another great way to honor their creations because I bet they love that seeing them come out. Oh, they do. And they get so excited. And I bet you they don't remember half of them. Oh,
1: no, totally not. <laughs> and like, if there's no name written on it, it's kind of like, oh, whose is this? Oh, yep. Cool. Don't know. But yeah, it's, it's a great way for repurposing and not Absolutely. having to buy new wrapping paper as well. So yeah. it
0: makes it more special i think for sure so when you think about christmas this year try and make a plan ahead of time you're going to have a lot of commitments so potentially your gym group is going to have an end of christmas party your workplace Full is going to have really good food <laughs> yeah, raw raw natural foods and then they're going to force you into a workout afterwards maybe um you're gonna <laughs> actually going to have- i find all the gym groups that i've ever been a part of mm. go really gung-ho or finally yeah, just splurge like-
1: out Lots of alcohol, lots of bad food. And then the next day, everybody's messaging each other going,
0: oh, that was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) We overindulged. And that's the other thing you have to be careful about is not overindulging for an entire month. But when you think about Christmas, sometimes I think we forget that we have a lot of like end of year obligations. Yeah, especially if
1: you've got kids in school and you work. school wraps
0: up. Yeah. And you have like the end of year parties maybe through that. You have your work wrapping up. So you might have a work party through Mm -hmm. that. So when you're making your plan heading into December, really think about- taking care of your time. Like Bonnie and I, we often talk about the balance of doing and being activities and Christmas can really become a month of Mm. Christmas and it can become a month of doing. And you have to have time to fill that jug back up. So think ahead of your um, commitments in December and be reasonable and be fair to yourself because it's a great time to celebrate, unwind, socialise. But- you still need to be able to take care of yourself and have something fueling you to get you through to January.
1: Oh, you do. And you need to really make sure that when you're planning out all those end of year events, that you actually schedule in some buffer time. So a weekend, a couple of nights where you've got absolutely nothing planned, because I can bet you they will fill up. But if you're going to have that intentional being time where you recharge and refuel yourself, you need to actually block that out in the calendar and go, okay, this is immovable. I need to have this time so that I can just recharge. Because if you go crazy, crazy, crazy end of school year stuff, getting book lists ready for next year, end of year work parties and events and Christmas plays and all that kind of stuff, which let's face it, will be a little bit different this year because of COVID. And then you get to Christmas day and it's just like yeah, exhausting. It's yep. that whole surviving thing. But we don't want that for you. We want you to thrive
0: and love it. Yeah, you can have Christmas be an enjoyable time of year to look forward to each year. So your tidy task for this week is to sit down either
1: by yourself with your spouse or with your family and make a bit of a plan. Plan your budget for gifts. Are you going to do a secret Santa? Plan your time. What events do you need to schedule in? What buffer time do you need to schedule in? And then lastly, do your meal planning and your decor planning. Are there any particular color themes that you're going to be using for Christmas? What sort of food are you going to be making? Delegate the food to other people. So what we like to do in our family is say, okay, you're bringing a dessert and a salad, you pick which ones and then let us know and we work around it and change things if we need to be. And that just allows everybody to have that flexibility of bringing something that they want to make rather than being told what to make but everybody still contributes and makes something that everybody enjoys eating. So that's your tidy task this week.
0: Fantastic, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's been absolutely jam packed and we're very excited for the Christmas spirit soon to come. We didn't even sing though. I know. How did we get through a whole episode? A and Christmas not sing episode. A Christmas carol. It's beginning to feel a lot. And like that's all small. we've got time for. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for tuning in. We we really know how busy life can be, especially at this time of year. So thank you for lending us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye.